Talk Radio. Thank you for what you did three years ago today. Since that day, more than 1,200 people have been charged for their assault on the Capitol. Nearly 900 of them have been convicted or pled guilty. Collectively, to date, they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison. When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. You've had two years to find out. And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor? Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's an and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. Three years later, the tide of tyranny is turning. January 6th defendants like Jake Lang have taken their case to the Supreme Court, where tyranny should no longer have a foothold. Jake, you are overdue for a trial now by well over a thousand days. The Sixth Amendment guarantees the rights of criminal defendants, including the right to a public trial without unnecessary delay. What has been said by the prosecution or your defense team regarding your Sixth Amendment rights? Uh, Myself and all the January Sixers, John, have been completely denied our constitutional rights. Um, The right to due process has been just absolutely it's devastated. They have withheld exculpatory evidence, evidence that will help exonerate you from the Jan Sixers. They've elongated my trial out um, to September 9th of 2024. That would be three years and nine months of political prisoner held hostage by Joe Biden's corrupt Department of Justice and the FBI Gestapo. Um, and they have even obfuscated the nature of the people who are accusing me of doing crimes against them only supplying their first and last initial of their name and uh, not giving any sworn witness testimonies um, or any hospital records or reports from any alleged injuries. They've done this to me and 1,250 other January 6th persecuted American patriots that have been charged criminally from January 6th. The Jan Sixers look like we're going to be getting a huge wave of relief where the potential uh, to overturn the 1512 obstruction of Congress, 20-year maximum felony. 330 Jan Sixers, including myself, have been charged with it, and Donald Trump. And so if the Supreme Court steps in and drops this charge, what we're going to see is hundreds of January Sixers who are currently behind bars are going to be given basically a huge jail spring that same day because this is the blanket political charge. It's been weaponized and over broadly applied to uh, force people into plea deals and to give people elongated prison sentences. And so if this charge gets dropped, uh, hundreds of Jan Sixers will go free that same day. And uh, it'll be, a, I mean, a massive day of vindication for the January 6th community and our family members that miss us very much. And in the case of Jeremy Brown, a retired U.S. Army Special Forces Master Sergeant, the impulsive setup of our nation's defenders in the name of tyranny is finally seeing the light of day. They claim that they found classified documents related to to a soldier held in Afghanistan. Is that correct? Right. That document that they actually charged and convicted me of, I actually left out for them to find. So that document that they actually convicted of me, they didn't even indict me on that document until 
after my original trial date had already passed. They did not want that document exposed, which is why I left it there to be exposed because that document is not classified. That document I typed myself on my own personal computer. Joe Biden and his handlers have demonstrated without a shadow of a doubt that they are the very antithesis of the American Republic for which it stands. An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building, are those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. 2024 is the year the J6 political prisoners will be freed. John Bound reporting. It's Monday, January 8th, in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Get it Welcome back stuff. to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. We'll be hosting the War Room this afternoon. Owen is taking a week off to be with family on much-needed time off. He'll be back with us on Monday morning. Excuse me, Monday afternoon. In the meantime, you're stuck with me. So we're going to be doing news over the first two hours of the show today, and then we're going to be talking on the phone with listeners, taking calls in the final hour. I'm curious to know what everybody thinks about the debate. I did the Sunday Night Live show last night, and a ton of great calls came in about the debate. I think everybody's sort of unanimously agreed that the leftists in the great debate on Saturday embarrassed themselves with their ad hominem attacks and their just sort of lack of preparedness or just audacity in general. It was really astounding, some of the claims that were made, I think, on the on the left. But it was very interesting to be in studio that day and meeting some of the people involved in the debate and just to get a sense of who people are really like, what they're really like off air. One of the things that I admire about Alex Jones, something I didn't know about him, of course, until I met him, is that he's exactly the same person on air that he is off air. <laughs> People ask me all the time, is he just acting up there? And I think it's because of that sort of mischaracterized report from court from years ago. And they think he's an actor. And I'll tell you what, the first time he ever came into my office, the first thing he said is, things are getting crazy out there. <laughs> and so it was just like I had a live show when I won. So from my experience, it's a good thing when someone is the same on air as behind the scenes. Obviously, it shows some sort of semblance of integrity, some sort of semblance of genuineness, authenticity. And, you know, the Krasensteins were actually very similar off air as on air. I don't know if they're paid operatives or not. I don't know if they're to be trusted or not, but I did spend a substantial amount of time with them after the debate. And I was impressed with how polite they were. They said that they thought Alex was a good guy. They said some nice things. Obviously, I disagree with everything that they say, but it was really interesting just to see these people, especially Destiny. And I would say Destiny is the same off air as he is on air too. He's an asshole all, all the time. So, so <laughs> you got that going for you, but it, I was pleased to see that Destiny's crew was wearing, one of the members of his crew was wearing an InfoWars shirt. So, I, you know, he can't keep his wife loyal to him. He can't keep his crew loyal to him. I don't know what 
he's doing wrong, but for some reason, everybody around him wants to play for the other team, wants to play on the other side of the fence, wants to pinch a tent somewhere else. Anyway, in all of this news going on, Jones did an outstanding report yesterday. He actually went beyond the two hours of his show into an hour of Sunday Night Live because he was very enthusiastic, particularly regarding this new update that this biologist warns who, excuse me, the WHO is planning to take control over nations for the next pandemic, confirms COVID vaccines killed 17 million people. Of course, biologist Brett Weinstein warned that the World Health Organization is preparing troubling new health emergency measures that could eviscerate national sovereignty and free speech as we know it. We know that the WHO is run by the CCP because when the WHO is asked to do things like acknowledge the existence of Taiwan, it refuses to and calls it Chinese Taipei. And just the amount of leverage and control that China has over the WHO is astounding. So if we're talking about a Chinese communist new world, over, new world order taking over, then the WHO is certainly a means through which this can be done. And you got to keep in mind... That with the last pandemic, there were a couple of things that, ha- that happened, a couple of the main things that happened. The first thing is the threat of the virus was greatly exaggerated. So I'm somebody who believes that COVID exists. I believe that it was manufactured in Wuhan by the Chinese. I believe it was funded by Fauci and his cronies illegally. Since it was made illegal to do gain-of-function research here in the United States, I think they outsourced the crime overseas just like Slavery was made illegal in the United States, and we outsourced it to China and other communist countries so that we could still benefit from cheap products. So the first thing that was happened was this virus, which was made by us, as in human beings, manufactured. The threat of it was greatly exaggerated. The second thing that happened was the safety and efficacy of the vaccines were greatly exaggerated. So the threat was exaggerated, and then the efficacy of the vaccines was greatly exaggerated. That's part of the reason, I think, why everybody who got the vaccine and then got COVID says, thank God I got the vaccine because I know how dangerous COVID was, and if I hadn't been vaccinated, then my COVID would have been way worse. They always say that, even though it's unprovable. It's this sort of loophole that they can use to justify their cognitive dissonance, to justify their foolishness and the decisions that they make regarding their own health and who they trust and who they listen to. But that's what happened. And the lies around this pandemic were used to do things like shut down the entire economy, force everybody to stay home, force children to wear masks, force people just generally in the public to wear masks. I remember what that was like everywhere, especially when I lived in California for a portion of this pandemic. And it really just changed the entire face of our economy. I mean, there's a reason that more small businesses have applied for licensure now than ever before. Biden brags about it as if he's some sort of hero of small business, but it's because everybody went out of business during the pandemic if they owned a restaurant or any sort of business that required people to show up in person. So, yeah, they're starting new businesses because their old one went out of business because Joe Biden and leftists are all just jerks, morons, evil. And so the point I'm trying to make here is if you're concerned about the extent to which your freedoms and your rights were violated in the last pandemic, some of these new measures coming out in this next pandemic 
and this next pandemic preparedness sort of WHO policy that everybody signs on to are very alarming because we saw how easy it was for them to really make up a threat, make up a solution, and destroy everything with that pretext. And if they're expanding the things that can be done on a global scale, if they're expanding the things that nations who participate or listen to WHO do on a global scale, then that means that they can basically do anything they want even if there isn't really a threat next time with this next round of pandemics. we got this election coming up in the winter. And the WHO is setting itself up to be able to shut everything down again But even worse this next time, with even less evidence this next time, while our republic is on the verge of collapse, I mean, this is really a make it or break it moment. Is the cancer going to go into remission or is this it? Should we just go into palliative care and die as a nation? Because right now we have a cancer, a cancer called leftism. It spreads. It is spreading. It starts out as a small tumor, maybe in a university And it spreads throughout our culture and it manifests in all of our major organs. And if you don't catch it early enough, you just got to let it kill everything for something else to be reborn. And so right now we're on that threshold. We've got stage three cancer. We don't know if we're going to survive. We don't know if we're going to make it. Maybe it's spread too much and we're going to know the prognosis In November of this year, on the 5th of November, we're going to know. It's probably going to be the 6th of November because they're going to do a bunch of bullcrap counting the votes for two or three days beyond the actual election day. Let's face it. Then after this election, we're going to know whether or not the cancer that we have as a nation is terminal, is too much, or whether or not there is hope for this to go into remission. I just pray that Donald Trump is alive and breathing on that day and still on the ballot because tell you what – The only alternative I could even stomach at this point is Vivek. And this is why these Republicans are fighting so hard for second place, because I think the establishment Republicans, the Nikki Haley's and the DeSantis's and the Chris Christie's are just praying something terrible happens to Donald Trump so they can actually have a chance at the presidency. That's how terrible they are. But assuming that this election is Donald Trump versus Joe Biden, really Joe Biden is the wild card Democrat. I mean, any other Democrat could fill his seat because he doesn't really have his own backbone, his own identity. But if this election is Donald Trump versus any of these leftists, then it really is a fight for the future of our nation altogether and its very survival. Stay with us, folks. More news on the other side. A lot of listeners have complained in the last two years that our amazing high-quality coffee has not been available. And that's because the prices went up too high for the raw beans and the quality had gone down some. I turned down so many companies that wanted to work with us. But now we have brought back the coffee and it's even better from a national supplier that's veteran-owned and veteran-operated. It's powered by the company Minuteman Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best tasting, best smelling, strongest coffee that I have ever drank. It is game changing. All you got to do is buy a bag of it and try it. I know you're going to be hooked, which will then fund your operation a 360 win. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now for Escape the Prison Planet Light Roast. That's the strongest. The amazing Medium Roast Wig of America. And finally, the best tasting Dark Roast Tip of the Spear, now exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. Get your coffee now.
naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America. Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD like Rebel Zen has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. There was uh, a press. I was recently at a conference uh, in Romania on the COVID crisis. And so there was a lot of work trying to unpack what we actually understand. And I saw a credible estimate of something like 17 million deaths uh, globally from this technology. So 17 million deaths from the COVID vax? Well, when, you know, when you scale up to billions, uh, it's not hard to reach a number like that with a technology this dangerous. Now, to your deeper question, I think let's steel man. So, just for perspective, I mean that's like the death toll of a global war. Yes, absolutely. It, it is. This is a, a a great tragedy of history. So that proportion, um, and amazingly. There is no way in which it's over. I mean, we are still apparently recommending these things for healthy children. Never stood any chance of getting any benefit from every chance of suffering harms that are uh, not only serious, but tragic on the basis that children have long lives ahead of them. If you ruin a a child's immune system uh, in youth, they have to spend the rest of their presumably shortened life in that state. So never made any sense that we were giving this to kids in the first place. The fact that we're still doing it when the emergency, to the extent there even was one, is clearly over. And um, when there's never been any proper justification of administering it to healthy kids, it just, you know, healthy kids don't die of COVID. Um, and the shot doesn't prevent you from catching or transmitting it. So there was, there was just literally no justification you could come up with. So... It's becoming more and more obvious that this whole entire pandemic, and this is something you guys have known basically since 2020, many of you. I can tell just by the callers who called in. We've we've been talking about this since I've been a guest host on this show for the last couple of years now. It's more and more obvious that this whole entire pandemic was a lie in order to change the conversation around how we counted the ballots in 2020. And it was a money grab at the same time. And it was really a perfect storm of all of the corrupt special interests that were in place at the time. Where everybody who hates America, who wants to exploit the American people, had an interest in this pandemic happening. 
whether it was Bill Gates, whether it was the billionaire class or the multimillionaire class, because then they could buy up everything when prices plummeted. And then when the economy came back, of course, that value just exponentially increases. Whether it was the leftists who wanted to do anything to get Trump out of power or the internationalists, the globalists like the Chinese communists or Russia who wanted Trump out of power because he was actually standing up for American interests for the first time in decades. Or whether it was the major pharmaceutical companies who wanted to make a bogus product to get the government as their only customer needed to make sure everybody got free versions of it. And then free version 2.0s and free version 3.0s with the boosters. I mean, this is the gift that keeps on giving, folks, for these pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies who we know are just blatantly evil. And so it's obvious now that this was a perfect storm of corrupt special interests that made up a pandemic or greatly exacerbated or exaggerated, rather, the danger of it and then greatly exaggerated the solution of it but used it as an excuse to shut everything down. Now they know, based on the data, that they're giving this product to children that it's, it's killing them. It's compromising their immune systems. It's causing all sorts of heart conditions to the tune of 17 million deaths from the vaccine. Global war levels, like Tucker Carlson said. And I don't know if you know much about Brett Weinstein or not. I know a little bit about him. I followed him for years. Even before the pandemic, I followed him. I actually had an opportunity to ask him a question at a Q&A years ago when I lived in California back in 2017, I think, maybe 2018. This is a very serious scientist, a very serious biologist. I can't remember the name of the university that he taught at, but it was a university that he was famous for basically getting thrown out of the university because he refused not to come to campus on No White People Day. So he's famous for this university that he worked at. They had this woke culture that came in. Students wanted to have a safe space for people of color. And so the university basically announced that no white people were to come to campus on No White People Day. And he refused not to come to campus because that was a explicitly racist policy. And that was where the controversy started with him. This is what skyrocketed him into sort of notoriety in the political space as a political influencer. And he's not somebody who's a Republican, I wouldn't say. I don't think he's a right winger. I don't think he voted for Trump. Maybe he did. He might have. I, I don't want to speak for him. But this is not a right wing guy. This is a traditionally left wing academic guy that sort of woke up. His brother, Eric, is brilliant. Eric worked, I think, maybe even as the CFO, a very high up person at Teal Capital. Teal Capital, of course, being run by Peter Teal, who you may be familiar with. He was one of the first investors in Facebook, but he spoke at the Republican National Convention. He's a very famous right wing donor. And he wrote a famous book called Zero to One with Blake Masters, Blake Masters, who ran for Senate in Arizona and lost, likely because the election was stolen, is running for Congress in Arizona now. So this man right here is not somebody I would agree with all the time, but somebody you can certainly trust, I think, ethically. And he's also somebody who's very, very high versed in biology. And he was actually going in, looking at the details of this virus very early on and looking at the details of the mRNA vaccines, looking at the details of the spike proteins. He was one of the first serious scientists to acknowledge, purport or suggest that the COVID vaccine was manufactured and not an outcome of nature. 
that it didn't just manifest as a result of this bat claim that was going on and he actually understood why he wasn't just shooting from the hip like me he wasn't somebody that just had sort of an intuition for the corruption of the globalists like like i do now that would be the reason that i would think down that road he actually looked at the molecule looked at the studies looked at the science and understood it as the brilliant biologist that he is and made the case repeatedly got censored repeatedly on all the major main all the major mainstream platforms for Telling the world why this virus was manufactured. He's been on Joe Rogan, as has his brother. So this is somebody I trust. He's coming out and he's telling everybody, watch out. Because what the New World Order is going to do this next time, if these policies at the WHO go through, is going to be astronomical. We've got just enough time to run clip 22. I want you guys to see what Harari has to say about what the New World Order can do now as a proof concept has been done with the last pandemic. It's really deadly virus. It's not the Black Death. And look what it's doing to the world. So now just try to think what will be the implications of a much bigger uh, problem like climate change. Also, conceptually, it shows that, um, and here I completely agree with you, Ratko, that it shows you that you can change things on a massive scale. That, um, and again, you can stop all flights. You can lock down entire countries. You can actually do that. And uh, life goes on in some way. And this, I would say, may make us more open to radical ideas about how to deal also with climate change. Stick with us, folks. More on the other side. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super powerful extract using bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredients in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system, so if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at InfoWarsStore.com and put your body at ease. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Not to touch the earth, not to see the sun, nothing left to do but run, 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 let's run. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your guest host this morning. Harrison will be hosting The War Room this afternoon. We're going to be doing a little bit of back and forth this week as Owen has taken some time with family this week. Just a little vacation. But Harrison should be hosting the show on Wednesday morning and on Friday morning because I'll be covering the war rooms then. Let's just start right out of the gate with this pathetic MSNBC host, 
crying over January 6th. Clip 31 when you can. I'm going to try to get through this. Um, Thank you. I love our democracy so much. For what you did three years ago today. Um, Please tell me your thoughts um, on this third anniversary. (laughs) Unbelievable. Unbelievable. As if it was such a tragedy, if it was, it was such a threat to our democracy. First of all, we're not even a democracy. You know this. I know this. Everybody knows this that pays any sort of attention. The word democracy not being mentioned once, of course, in the Constitution. I'll belabor the point. I'll beat that dead horse until I die. And we have the mainstream media coming out and crying as if this was some sort of a great tragedy. For our democracy, you know, I tell you what, it was a tragedy. It was a tragedy of entrapment where patriots were entrapped and tricked into violating the law, where the door was opened in a room or a building that they were forbidden to go into, where they were given tours into rooms that it was illegal for them to enter. Of course, many people there believed that they could go into the Capitol when the door is wide open, when Capitol Police are ushering you in. Why wouldn't you feel as if it was okay to go inside? When you constantly have feds saying things like, we need to go into the Capitol. Why wouldn't you go inside? If you're going to cry about January 6th, you should cry about the hundreds of patriots who have been convicted of crimes that they were entrapped to commit. Some of whom have been sentenced to over 20 years in prison. Some of whom who weren't even there that day just because of messages that they sent that were used as evidence to convict them of conspiracy to seditious acts. And now they're using this as an excuse to claim that Donald Trump orchestrated an insurrection when no one has been convicted of insurrection, including Donald Trump, so they can bring him off the ballot because what happened then was a threat to our democracy? So you're going to take a candidate off the ballot Because he's a threat to our democracy when taking political opposition off of ballots is, in fact, the death itself of a democratic process. All while we're seeing reports here that Jack Smith, prosecutor, discouraged the FBI from investigating the Clinton Foundation in 2016. Now, I know that you remember that the Clinton Foundation was shut down. I missed allegations of corruption. But did you know that it's back? It's fired back up and it is now operating under the mission of rebuilding Ukraine. Did you know that? The top prosecutor now on special counsel Jack Smith's team discouraged the FBI from opening an investigation into the Clinton Foundation in 2016, citing negligible evidence despite the existence of multiple suspicious activity reports related to hundreds of thousands of dollars in foreign transactions. They came out this week and they criticized Donald Trump of doing like $5 million in business with the Chinese at his properties. Apparently some CC that first of all, there's no such thing as a Chinese company that isn't operated by the CCP as a communist regime. So every company operates with the approval and sponsorship of the Chinese communist party in China. And so because certain companies rented out space in certain buildings that Trump owned or because certain Chinese officials stayed at Trump International Airport, they're tallying up the totals that were collected and they're using that as an example of corruption. 
in the Trump administration. They're saying that the Chinese bought off Donald Trump because they spent $5 million. Do you think $5 million matters to somebody who's worth $10 billion? Do you really think so? You got to keep in mind, $5 million isn't 5% of $10 billion. Or excuse me, it isn't, yeah, it isn't 5% of $10 billion. It's not even five-tenths of a percent. Right? So this is an astronomically small portion of money relative to the wealth of Donald Trump. And they're saying that that was enough to buy him off when we know that the Bidens, whose net worth should have only been in the hundreds of thousands, maybe just a handful of millions over the years range. We know that the Bidens did more in business with the Chinese while Joe Biden was vice president that there was kickback, that there were shared bank accounts, that there was massive levels of deceit and corruption and lying and money laundering and tax evasion and tax fraud and abuse of government contracts to ensure that the Bidens could line their own pockets. But the left is going to ignore that and they're going to talk about the $5 million or the $7 million that various Chinese companies spent over the course of four years at Trump properties as if that was paying him off. You got to keep in mind that they bragged in like 2019 about the fact that the Trump Hotel in Washington, D.C., Trump International, Washington, D.C., they bragged that it lost like $70 million that year. So even if the Chinese did do a bunch of business with Trump at Trump International, there was no profit. Trump didn't make any money. He's like the only president in the history of any president in the United States of America that I'm aware of. Maybe there's one or two other examples. He's like the only president that's left office poorer than when he entered office. But he's the corrupt one. He's the one that's responsible for insurrection and being a threat to our democracy when the left is the one that's actually trying to take the leading opponent off of the ballot in the name of crimes of which no one has been convicted. No one. Zero people convicted of insurrection. Everything that they accuse Trump of, everything that they say about Trump is that which they do themselves. They are literally projecting their own character upon him. Everybody on the left, as far as the population is concerned, hates Trump for what he's being branded as. But what he's being branded as is exactly what the left is. So there's half of our nation that's being lied to and they're actually falling for it. And even when they're faced with overwhelming evidence that it's not true, they've got such cognitive dissonance that they can't even believe it. And I understand when you join a cult, when you join some sort of a radical religion that lies to you, I'm not saying all religions lie to you, I don't believe that, I'm a Christian. But when you join a cult or a religion that lies to you, and it becomes the crux of your entire worldview, your entire value, it is an incredibly difficult thing to be faced with the proof the overwhelming evidence that everything you thought to be true, everything that you held to be dear was a lie. And since the left has itself become a cult, a religion itself, they have used the state as a replacement for God because they've lost all faith in God. They want themselves to be gods. Since they have created a religion out of this political movement, since they have merged fascism with communism into some hybrid political theory and created it as a religion, this hybrid, whenever you present a true, genuine believer, a true leftist with 
any evidence, let alone overwhelming evidence, that their worldview is wrong, they react with such despair and vitriol and hate because it shakes the very core of who they are, who they have become. I mean, just imagine, I know most of you are Christians, imagine if you were given proof that Jesus Christ didn't rise from the dead. Imagine, hypothetically speaking, if you were given proof that he wasn't the Messiah, that God wasn't real. Obviously, I believe that's impossible because I believe he is real, so I believe it's impossible to prove that he isn't. But just hypothetically, for the sake of argument, imagine that everything that you hold dear, that you believe, had been proven true. How much would that shake you? How terrible would that feel? How much despair would you have? How hard would it be for you to believe? That's how these leftists feel. They've been so brainwashed, so indoctrinated in this cult that they feel the way you would feel if God died bring down their narrative more on the other side 29 years on air all i've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist and i've done the best job i can to tell the truth and been accurate and we are on record as the most accurate there are and i've tried to sell products to fund ourselves unlike other yeah, communist I- revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people we don't do that we try to bring you products that really work and ladies and gentlemen i'm scared of this product it's so powerful this is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant, it energizes your cells, and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy, the strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants, it energizes you. Get foundational energy now. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda in the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. The crew did an awesome job doing some research on some of the details we were talking about in the last segment. These accusations against Trump of... Taking foreign money. Let's hear from Matt why these are so sort of asinine. Some details details that he had where I thought were just fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Um, This is all uh, stuff where Democrats are alleging that Trump had violated the emoluments clause. Mm -hmm. And uh, The Hill has a great article. And I'm going to full screen it. 
for our director so they can see it. Um, Trump to hand over businesses to sons. This is an article published in 2017, Mm -hmm. and uh, it lays out why uh, Trump uh, is not going to... uh, he, why he didn't vi- violate the clause, but uh, talks about his tax attorney. B- before we even get to the emoluments, um, they talk about how he, uh, uh, t- all of his assets, including his cash holdings and real estate properties, were placed into a trust for the entirety of his presidency. He hired a chief compliance officer to ensure uh, businesses were operating at the highest levels of integrity, um, and he basically gave control of his uh, hotel chains to his kids. Um, the reason why it doesn't uh, violate the emoluments clause is because the the money that he received was not a gift uh, from a foreign government. Uh, he, foreign governments, they purchased a good or a service in this case, right, uh, by staying at his hotel chains, uh, you know, and so, therefore, you, when you pay for a good or a service, that's not violating. And it was the confirmed clause. they actually stayed there too, so it wasn't like oh, they yeah. just no, paid every, for yeah, the yeah, hotel room. Never stayed in news. It. Yeah, back, right. back uh, you know, in the in the early Trump years, they they actually already tried sniping him with this. You mm-hmm. know, like this was this was a major concern, which is why it was was major news. Wow, unbelievable! Anything else? Yeah, you know, one of the other things is that Trump vowed that he was going to take uh, proceeds or you know profits from the the hotels and donate them to the treasury. And he donated throughout the the course of the presidency, he donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to the U.S. Treasury from uh, profits he got from foreign nationals staying at his hotel chains. So. Yeah. More than any other president, I would say. And this wall, some of his hotel chains weren't even making a profit. He was still taking some monies that were com- monies that were coming from these. Well, I, I do think that they. It looks like uh, th- they may have turned a profit, but you know, a lot. Uh, you know, proceeds proceeds from that did go to the government. Yeah. Wow. Good stuff. Thanks for looking into that, guys. So it just goes to show that they're lying and projecting onto the Trump administration. Everything that he does, that they accuse him of, is what they've actually done. So while Trump rendered a service in exchange for money to the Chinese. The Bidens actually sold political favor in exchange for money. So it was sort of gifts. And I know it's in the guise of business deals on the Biden administration side, but it was very obvious based on the laptop emails. And I'm telling you, you can go to bidenlaptopemails.com and search by keyword and see all of the exchanges. It was very obvious that political favor was sold in exchange for money with international interests basically all over the world during the vice presidency of Joe Biden. I know it seems like so long ago and I know it seems like it's past the statute of limitations, but you have to keep in mind that the Biden administration is the most corrupt administration in the history of administrations in the United States of America. They're probably the worst people ever to have walked on the face of the earth since the crowd shouted to free Barabbas instead of Jesus Christ. I mean, we are talking about mob levels of evil right now that are truly unprecedented, maybe even in thousands of years. These people are evil. These period people, period, are period, evil, period. And not only are they going after Trump, but they're going after everyone who supports Trump from Owen Schroyer to Tim Buck to 
to your neighbor, to yourself, they are trying to prosecute and persecute you for whatever reason they can possibly fathom, whether it's me getting bills from the IRS for $130,000, or it's Owen Schroyer getting bills from the IRS for $300,000, or it's whoever they can arrest whenever they can arrest them. They are coming for you, and we see here, we're going to run clip 32 here in a second. The U.S. attorney suggests the DOJ will expand prosecution of J6 protesters who did not enter the Capitol. Let's go ahead and run the clip. And what happened inside of the building? An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building, are those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. Make no mistake, thousands of people occupied an area that they were not authorized to be present in in the first place. Yeah. Oh, so you didn't go on the Capitol? Sorry. Just for by virtue of being on Capitol grounds, you are going to be prosecuted. This is the European and, and the, this this translates into what the European Union is doing too, because this massive surveillance that we see at a federal level here in the United States is like a test run for globalism. Everything that we see the United States do, everything we see our own federal government do, what everything that we see the United Kingdom do, we're going to see on a global scale because as governments become less sovereign, as they become more entrenched with the WHO or NATO or the UN or these international globalist policies with these ESG scores and these DEI scores and the World Economic Forums that just just impose their influence on sovereign nations, as sovereign nations become less sovereign, less independent, all of their own methods and modes of operation for compromising the freedoms and rights of their own peoples are going to be absorbed into this globalist government. So every evil thing that you've seen any individual government do will be manifest on a global scale by the new world order, by the one world government, when the conglomeration of power is complete. And we see this manifesting throughout the entire world with every government doing what governments inherently do accruing more power for themselves and violating more rights of their own peoples and increasing surveillance and persecutions and prosecutions. We see this happen time and time again. This is the latest example. EU steams ahead with controversial, centrally controlled digital euro. We're going to run clip 24 here in a second. The European Union has been known to waste a lot of money on wrong or even hopeless causes. And opponents of centralized digital money, CBDCs, must be hoping that the digital euro, which has just had 1.3 billion euros earmarked towards its development will be one of those. But this is some scary stuff, guys. Let's go ahead and run the clip. Imagine a digital single payment solution that could be used for any kind of payment throughout the euro area. Guess what? It could become a reality. A digital euro. Easy, safe, fast, reliable. Digital money from the European Central Bank at your fingertips whenever you need it. But how would it work? Say you've gone for a meal with a friend and you want to split the bill. Simple. Open the digital euro wallet on your smartphone. Check your balance. Enter the amount to pay your friend. Confirm your transfer. 
Your friend will receive the money instantly, free of charge. It doesn't matter which country you're in or who your payments provider is. Payments are still made instantly, even offline. It's also easy to use the digital euro at your favorite local shops. Unlock your device, place it on the terminal, authenticate, make the payment online or offline. If you want, you can also use a physical card. What about e-commerce? The digital euro is also available when you're buying something online. Be it digital or physical, a euro will always be a euro and have the same value irrespective of format. Let's embrace the digital era with the digital euro. Just notice to who's being targeted in that ad. That ad was a bunch of white Europeans. Which I find fascinating. So they really want the traditional Europeans to adopt this digital euro to support this euro. But we know that Europe right now is overrun with non-European refugees. We know that it's overrun with radical extremists, with radical Islamic terrorists or terrorist sympathizers. We've seen the thousands upon thousands, the tens of thousands upon tens of thousands of protesters in the streets of the likes of London and Germany and other nations on behalf of Hamas shouting from the river to the sea. And I'm no fan of Israel, but I'm also not a fan of these radical, retarded extremists. And I'm sorry to use a, a crass word there, but it's true. Many of them are retarded. Okay. But they're running the ad because they want the compromise, not of these refugees, not of these new invaders in their nations, not of the new invaders in our own nation. They want the compromise of anything that is Western culture. They're targeting Western culture for annihilation. More on the other side. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America. Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD like Rebel Zen has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. A viral video making the rounds has utilized Google Earth's history tool to show what appears to be mass graves on Epstein's Island that were dug shortly after his arrest in 2006. In September of 2002, in the center of the island, Google Earth shows that there was nothing but a bare mound of Earth. In March of 2005, the Palm Beach, Florida police began investigating Epstein after a mother reported that he sexually abused her 14-year-old daughter. 
In July of 2006, Epstein was arrested by the Palm Beach Police Department on state felony charges of procuring a minor for prostitution. Hours later, he was released on a $3,000 bond. A few months later, in November of 2006, Google Earth shows that the previously bare mound has what appears to be mass graves freshly buried on top of it. During this time, Palm Beach County State Attorney Barry Christcher is accused of giving Epstein special treatment, and the FBI begin an investigation. In 2007, federal prosecutors prepare an indictment against Epstein, which is held up in the courts for a year. In June of 2008, Epstein pleads guilty to one count of soliciting prostitution and one count of soliciting prostitution from a minor. He is sentenced to 18 months in jail with a secret arrangement with the U.S. Attorney's Office to not be prosecuted for federal crimes. Epstein serves most of his sentence in a work release program that allows him to leave jail during the day. In July of 2009, Epstein is released from jail. One month later in August, Google Earth shows that what appeared to be mass graves on the mound have been covered over. In 2013, construction begins on the mound gravesite. By 2017, construction of what appears to be a tennis court is completed. Drone footage shows that the elevation in Google Earth is off. The newly built tennis court is on a flat plain surrounded by a dirt berm. By January of 2018, Google Earth shows that the tennis court has been raised and the earth beneath appears to have been excavated. In November of 2018, the Miami Herald begins publishing a series of articles about the Epstein case, which inspires public interest. In July of 2019, Epstein is charged on federal sex trafficking charges. One month later, the FBI raid the island. During this time, Google Earth shows cloud cover obscuring the view of the mound. On August 10th of 2019, Epstein is reported to have committed suicide in his New York City federal jail cell. The next available image is a month later, in September of 2019, and shows that the area on the mound is being used as a parking lot for commercial vehicles. The area is cleared by 2020 and has remained so until today. In a recent video, corporate media propagandist Megyn Kelly claims that we may be hearing from Jeffrey Epstein himself this year. We're not done with Jeffrey Epstein. I can tell you that for a fact. can't tell you how I know, but I can tell you for a fact we're going to hear a lot more about Jeffrey Epstein in the coming year. Uh, and you may be even hearing from him directly. More on that as I'm allowed to tell you. While most believe that Epstein was murdered, many believe that he is still alive, claiming that images of his alleged corpse appear to be a different person, that the shape of his nose and ears were different. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Stick with us, folks. we got more news on the other side. Before the break, I want to remind you that this may be, I believe it is, the last day of our game-changing New Year's specials from InfoWars, which are here. Get up to 60% off, plus free shipping and double Patriot points today. Could be your last chance. The New Year is upon us. It's time to reevaluate your approach to your supplement routine with these InfoWars essentials. Our powerhouse formulas are up to 60% off, and savings don't stop there. We're giving you free shipping and store-wide double Patriot points on all purchases. 
Shop now and get massive savings on some of our best and most popular products at InfoWarsStore.com. Join Chase Geyser in the American Journal, the melting pot of America's diverse voices on InfoWars. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host today. Harrison Smith will be hosting the War Room this afternoon. We're going to be doing a little substitute hosting throughout the week as Owen has taken a week off. Spend some time with family. I'm going to talk a little bit about the Biden campaign in shambles and how the Democrats are panicking. Obama warns Biden handlers to... Step up 2024 re-election campaign and operate without Biden's approval. Let's go ahead and run clip 30 and hear what is going on with this, this, in this campaign climate here. As President Biden ramps up his general election campaign, there are new warning signs. The Washington Post reporting former President Obama has raised questions about the structure of President Biden's re-election campaign. Two sources confirmed to NBC News that Obama and Biden met over lunch in December and discussed the campaign, with Obama expressing deep concern about Mr. Trump's political strength. Underscoring the urgency, one source telling me this is an all-hands-on-deck moment. We're going to run clip 29 here in a second. Former President Barack Obama has urged Joe Biden's handlers to bolster his 2024 re-election campaign efforts as Donald Trump is poised to claim the GOP nomination and ultimately the victory here in the fall as it stands. Let's go ahead and run clip 29 for more context. Our democracy depends on you. It really does, folks. That's no joke. That's why we need you. We need your help to ensure Joe's leadership continues to guide us forward we know the other side won't rest hold on just restart this clip what did he say donation will help just from the beginning if you don't mind it really does folks and it's no joke it's it's like it's like obama saying this is imperative to our democracy and joe biden just going it's not funny (laughs) go ahead and run it again please our democracy depends on you it really does folks that's no joke That's why we need you. We need your help to ensure Joe's leadership continues to guide us forward. We know the other side won't rest, so we can't either. Your donation will help give Joe and Kamala's campaign the resources it needs. Let's make history again. Chip in now. Let's secure a brighter future together. You notice that cut they had to do because something got messed up? Joe Biden wasn't even able to finish that sentence so in the last comment that he made, they cropped in on a cut to make it look more intense, but it was really just obvious that he didn't say it right. You can see it right there. They're going to crop in. Yep, right there. That's because he messed up, in my opinion. That was an excuse to crop in because they need, yeah, they needed to cut out whatever he said. He didn't say the sentence right. It's probably also a dude with a giant cue card or a teleprompter right, right in the camera. You know what I mean? They're like pointing at the words he needs to read. Yeah. They're, they're, it's like a sing-along, you know, for Joe Biden. It's, <laughs> the the lights. Ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bouncing flag over all the words. He's like, I could follow the flag. <laughs> so Obama apparently told Biden's closest advisors that his campaign aides must be allowed to make decisions and move aggressively without waiting for the approval of the White House, according to the Washington Post. And, you know, it goes to show 
Obama's an evil dude, okay? There's no doubt about it in my mind. I don't agree with any of his politics, but you can't underestimate the guy. The guy is very smart, very politically astute. He knows how to win incredibly complex and difficult campaigns in the face of new emerging technologies. This is a guy who figured out how to win an election when social media was brand new. Then he won again after four years of disaster. This is an incredibly smart, not-to-be-underestimated political opponent of all that all those who love freedom in this country. And he's standing there and it's very obvious that he's much more impressive than Joe Biden. They think that they're helping Joe Biden by putting Obama with him because Obama was so popular. They think that some of that popularity is just going to wear off on Joe Biden, but it really sort of that juxtaposition of the two of them. And that just that clip alone just shows how old and ineffective and incompetent Joe Biden really comes off when you see him right next to a much younger looking, fit, sort of astute political figure. I don't think it's the right approach to put them together in the same room. It's certainly the right approach to get Obama involved, put him on the campaign trail on behalf of the Biden campaign. But I would never recommend putting them together because it's like, hey, reelect this guy who's 75 percent as cool as I am, who's 40 percent as cool as I am. Remember how great things were when I was president? Well, if you reelect him, they'll be at least 40% as good, <laughs> right? So by doing that, it's almost like, I don't know. It, it, you just have to be really careful how you position Joe Biden. I don't think you want to put him next to anybody impressive at all. If I were you, I would put Joe Biden right next to Jimmy Carter. Because Jimmy Carter's maybe the only leftist who's got any popularity who looks like he's dying even more than Joe Biden. You got to put him next to people that look like they're dying more, right? (laughs) So we'll see what's going to happen. But the fact that they're panicking, the fact that they're doing videos like this, the fact that Obama in sort of an unprecedented way is coming out and campaigning as a former president. You don't really see that ever. You don't see George Bush going around and stumping for Trump. Or any of the candidates. He didn't do it last time. He didn't do it the time before. It really goes to show how desperate they are. And it supports the claim, the notion, that there is some legitimacy left in our elections. They wouldn't be campaigning so hard if there wasn't. They wouldn't be panicking so much if, they, if there wasn't. They wouldn't be trying to push Biden out of the race if there wasn't some sort of legitimacy left in our election. So I believe that they cheat. I believe that they rig things. I believe that the major cities and swing states are highly corrupt. But apparently the Democratic machine knows that they're cheating or believes that they're cheating isn't enough to win. They have to cheat and have a minimum level of success on top of that in order for it to secure a victory, right? The cheating alone is not good enough. The other thing that I think is interesting about that clip is that Obama talks about the campaign as Joe and Kamala's campaign, Joe and Kamala's leadership. He's using both names in there because I think that the Democratic Party narrative understands that there is a likelihood that Joe Biden steps out of office before the election, that Kamala Harris becomes the president for a period of time, and that Kamala Harris will likely be the candidate. And I know she was abundantly unpopular in 2020, but it didn't stop them from having her be the vice presidential candidate. I know she was abundantly unpopular, but frankly, Joe Biden's abundantly unpopular and was then too, and he still won. Now, I'm not saying won legitimately, but he is the president now, is he not? He is 
for all intents and purposes, the president, whether you believe that Trump is the real president or not, Joe Biden is the acting president. He's the one the military takes orders from. He's the one that signs the legislation. So whether he's legitimate or not, he is the president, right? Despite his lack of popularity. And so I wouldn't put it past the Democratic machine for a second to put Kamala in and just put all their efforts around fixing her image problem. Her brand problem. Because, yes, she was unpopular as the candidate for the presidency during the last primary. Yes, she got murdered in that debate by Tulsi Gabbard. But you have to keep in mind that her her individual presidential campaign in 2020 is different from a general election campaign with the explicit support and backing and leadership of the DNC. When you have every other Democrat get behind you, it's different when, than when you have every other Democrat fighting against you in the primary. So – in my opinion, her lack of popularity in the last cycle is mute, is, excuse me, moot and irrelevant. It doesn't matter how much everyone didn't care about her last time because this time she's going to have the rallying support of the mainstream media, the corporate press as a whole, the Democratic machine, the DNC on a macro level, every local campaign, every state level of the Democratic Party, every other Democratic potential candidate for 2028, she is going to have universal support. So what I foresee happening here in 2024 is I foresee we are going to have a Joe Biden who pardons Hunter Biden for virtually every crime imaginable that he could have possibly committed. Regardless of whether he committed or not, just unilateral pardoning. We're going to have the resignation of Joe Biden for alleged health reasons. Unless there's a terrorist attack, then he'll resign for bad border policy. We're going to have the stepping up of Kamala Harris as the candidate maybe halfway through the year. Could be as early as March, could be as late as August. And they are going to put their entire resources behind her versus Donald Trump. And it's going to totally change the dynamic of the election. In the meantime, folks, go to InfoWarsStore.com. Be the reason that we are still on the air. We are going to cover more news over the course of this hour and your calls in the third hour. This could be the last day of the mega super sale. So check it out at InfoWarsStore.com. You can 60% off plus free store-wide shipping while it lasts. I'm not on Team NFL. I'm not on Team NBA. I'm not on Team Olympics. I'm not on Team Globalist or Wokeism in the New World Order. I'm on Team Humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that loves God and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together. And so, inspired by my conversation with Elon Musk recently, where he agreed with my idea to call it Team Humanity, we've launched two limited edition t-shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about Team Humanity being under globalist attack. You can wear it. It's a great conversation starter. And you know it's supporting the InfoWar that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for Team Humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point-blank range in the information war. 
but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the New World Order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser, your host this morning. For the great Harrison Smith, who's filling in for Owen Schroer this afternoon on The War Room. Owen's just taking a week off. He'll be back next Monday. Just crazy what's going on. Just crazy. Now we have the DOJ targeting people that didn't even go into the Capitol. Now we have Obama campaigning in an unprecedented way for Biden. Meanwhile, the likelihood that Biden isn't even the candidate is ever increasing. We've got the World on the verge of World War III with conflicts between Russia and Ukraine and the United States, conflicts between basically every Middle Eastern nation and the United States through Israel. We've got China poised this spring to take Taiwan, even though they said they weren't going to do it. Of course, we know that they say just saying that they're not going to do it doesn't mean anything. And we've got this just decrepit old man in office who doesn't have any idea what he's doing or what is even going on in the room. I thought this headline was hilarious from Dan Lyman. Iraq wants to kick out U.S. troops. When has that not been true? (laughs) Iraqi Prime Minister Mohammed Shia al-Sudani has promised to launch a process to expel international coalition forces from the country after a U.S. airstrike killed a high-ranking militia commander in Baghdad. Turns out when you bomb places, they hate you. And the hate sometimes takes decades to manifest and sometimes manifests in terrorists crossing your borders illegally and flying planes into buildings. All while 12,000 people a day storm across our border and our own government sues states like Texas, somewhere on the desk here, for fighting back, pushing back against, here it is, Don Salazar. Biden sues Texas over state law to stop illegal alien invasion. The Biden administration sued Texas yesterday. This was on the 4th of January that this happened because Governor Greg Abbott and state legislators decided the Lone Star State must do the Joe the job Joe Biden won't. So now they're sponsoring this invasion of the United States. They're stoking hatred of America in every country in the world while we let all those countries in the world just send whoever they want across our southern border. And they're acting as if something isn't going to happen. It's as if they want something to happen. Do they want synagogues to be bombed and shot up? 
Do they want acts of terrorism to happen? Do they want the however many tens of thousands of pounds of ammonium nitrate to be used as explosives? You remember the train that was missing? What was it, 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate? Am I getting that right? Pulling from memory here? On the way to California, just gone. They said it leaked out. This fertilizer leaked out on the whole entire route. You don't think that these train cars have weight sensors in them? You don't think that the conductor of the train might be alerted that for some reason any of his cars weigh half as much as they weighed 100 miles ago? And they say that this ammonium nitrate was just absorbed into the ground and that's why they couldn't find it. They say that it just disappeared. It's just not, it doesn't exist anymore. It was stolen. By whom? Who knows? Likely the intelligence community, as far as I can tell. And what's the intelligence community going to do with it? Well, they're going to give it to terrorists because that's what they do. They arm and fund and support terrorists so that when terrorist activity occurs, when terrorist attacks happen, they can leverage that in the political narrative to get us involved in any conflict they want. And they always want us involved in conflict because conflict is how we take power away from sovereign nations. Conflict is the path to power. Conflict is the path to the conglomeration of power into the hands of a few of the political elite. And we are running into a world. We are rapidly running into a storm of hell over the course of this century that is going to manifest in the enslavement and subjugation of all normal, hardworking people, all of us, all of our children, and all of our children's children, should they even be allowed to have any, should they not even be, should they even be sterilized? That's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned about the mass sterilization of generations. I don't know if these vaccines are manifesting in sterilization, but I think it's a number of different factors that are contributing to the sterilization. It's the fact that men aren't active anymore. It's the fact that we're consuming microplastics on a massive scale. Everything in the water is terrible for us, whether it's atrazine or other chemicals. We are being attacked on multiple fronts so that we can't have children because apparently – The population increase is some sort of major climate crisis, but we know that the reason that the political class doesn't want the populations to increase is because a large population of sovereign citizens is hard to control. They want a very tight-knit, small, middle class funding their political class, and they want all of the world's poor dead. That's why these climate change initiatives have been manifest and propagated and promoted by the political class worldwide. They help no one. They solve no problems. They don't help the climate. They actually only hurt everyone in these third world countries, and they hurt them disproportionately to anyone else. While Americans can stomach things like mandates for minimal electricity from coal-powered plants, while we can do things like pay hundreds of dollars a month extra so that we can ensure that our power is from wind turbines instead of coal plants. Well, we can do things like put clean coal filters on all of our our factories and ensure that our electricity is as expensive as possible and as clean as possible. Third world countries can't afford this, and they are subject to the same restrictions that we are because the international community is in large responsible through ESG scores from central banks through the IMF and others for these policies on a worldwide scale. That's why you see farmers in Germany driving to Berlin by the thousands. You see roadblocks by the thousands of tractor after tractor, and they think it's a victory 
for these protesters when the state comes out and says, hey, we're not going to put carbon taxes on you all at once. We agree to concede with your protest and spread out these tax increases over the course of many years. As if that's a win. So, okay, we're not going to enslave you now, but we're just going to make you be a little bit more of a slave every year over the course of the next 10 years. How does that feel? You're protesting. You guys did a great job. This is just amazing. It's astounding to me. And so few are willing to wake up because, like I said at the beginning of the show today, it is a religion. It is a cult. And when you face members of a cult with the stark reality that everything they hold dear and true is false, they hate you. They deny you. They writhe at you. There is ripping and gnashing of teeth. Just like the Bible says. Screaming and gnashing of teeth. And I don't know what we're going to have to do to wake up these people. Maybe they just have to face the repercussions of their ideals manifest in total power. Maybe they just have to see for themselves what happens if they win. Because it's going to be ugly for virtually everyone, left, right, black, or white, except for members of the political class and their cronies. I mean, I'm talking about mass starvation, mass death, mass homicide, wolf packs walking through the streets, Raiding, killing, pirate shit, pirate level stuff. I mean, just lawlessness. That's what they want. They want us to tear each other apart while they watch from the balcony. They want to stand on their high top towers and watch the world burn beneath them as they sip wine, Hunger Games style. They love it. it. More on the other side, folks. Twenty-nine years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser, your host today, filling in for the great Harrison Smith, who is filling in for the great Owen Schroyer as Owen takes the week off. Make sure you tune into the War Room this afternoon to see Harrison Smith. Do a fantastic job, as always, covering the news and sharing his analysis and insight with the world. Let's talk a little bit about this invasion. Apparently, it's driving Michigan's population growth. Michigan's first population increase in five years, fueled by immigration, has the Great Lakes State's collectivist central planners gushing, as in you think Michigan was playing in a national championship college football game level of enthusiasm. 
they just love it, don't they? And maybe it's the fact that our population is collapsing, that these leftists love this invasion so much. Maybe that's why they're bringing it in. Maybe they actually believe Elon Musk when he says that depopulation is the greatest threat to humanity, and that's why they're just allowing the massive migration into the United States of thousands of people from wherever they want, from wherever they are, from wherever they come. Maybe this is the left's approach to a depopulation program, not to ensure that fertility rates go up, not to cultivate Western culture and encourage nuclear family and for people to actually have children, because after all, that would be a threat to leftist politics in this country, because that would be a breeding ground for right-wingers, for conservative-minded people. So instead, if they want to solve the problem, they have to do it the leftist way, not by actually cultivating American growth and prosperity here in the United States of Native Americans, like we are native, born here, but by importing those who already agree with their political persuasion, we will solve the problem the leftist way. Let's watch clip 17 from the debate on Saturday of arguing over what's really going on with this leftist invasion, whether or not it's impacting our elections, and how it's changing the face of politics in our country. What Alex does is he pushes these conspiracy theories. These ideas that illegal aliens were voting. There's no evidence of that. <laughs> what, well, I think what, the, the illegal alien um, voting thing is what's happening is they're coming in and then they're being counted in the census, which then adds more electoral votes. To okay. It gives more congressional okay, districts. That's, that's fair. That might be happening. I haven't researched They're in diamonds all over the country. Voting. They're not They're voting. in diamonds of illegals everywhere voting. Got them again. No, Hit them hard. Hit them They're not hard. voting. They're not Alex, voting. That's what, a like conspiracy two, Like two people? Oh, no, five. a bunch of cities have passed laws where illegal aliens can vote. No, they haven't. No. Not in the not in the federal election. No, but so. oh, 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 the illegals are voting in elections, though? Not in the federal ones. So I know that some cities try to have them voting in like local matters. Oh. I don't know how many of those are successful. Illegal aliens shouldn't be voting, okay? <laughs> but they're not. They're not voting in federal elections. Yeah, I don't absolute. know why you would they care, though. Not. Why did you That's even care? Conspiracy I don't know theory, why Alex. you would care about There are going to be 100 million views of you guys. <laughs> X is going to eat you guys alive. I'm glad. I can't wait for it. I don't know. It's unbelievable. This is the invasion. This is the purpose of the invasion. If we have an invasion of our southern border and all of the conservative states do what they do best, which is deport these immigrants to other states so they're not messing up our political climate here, what's happening is we're sending all of the illegal immigrants that come into Texas, for example, to California, to New York, and when they get counted on the census – that means that New York and California and whatever other leftist state, whether it's Illinois because of Chicago, they're going to have more representatives in the House of Representatives because they are allocated more electoral votes. So it changes the face of Congress and it even changes which states have power in our electoral college regardless of whether or not these illegal immigrants actually vote themselves. It's their very presence and the fact that they're counted in the census. That changes our political climate here. So do you want California and Chicago and New York and Portland and these other states to have more representation disproportionately based on a lie or not? We can argue all day about whether or not these illegal immigrants are voting themselves, whether they're filling out ballots themselves, whether they're participating in local versus federal elections. But their very presence being counted every 10 years in the census has a long-term impact on the way our politics are conducted in the United States of America. And when we come out to impeach me, Orcus, it sounds great. It sounds like Republicans are fighting. But then you have the likes of Dan Crenshaw abstain from the vote. 
He's been complaining incessantly about Mayorkas for months on his ex account. And he abstained from the vote to impeach him because he's a cock. He likes to stand by with his one eye and watch our country get screwed by basically everyone else. He complains about it, but that's part of what makes him hot. Let's watch clip number 26 here of Mike Johnson talking about Mayorkas. Go ahead and run it, please. These are very, very real and immediate issues. It is a crisis. So don't you need the help of the Homeland Security Secretary instead of trying to impeach him? (laughs) We've been asking uh, uh, Secretary Mayorkas since he took office to enforce the law, to do his job, and he's done exactly the opposite. He's testified untruthfully before Congress. But why focus the congressional resources on going ahead with an impeachment when they could be dealing with the actual issues here on the ground? I believe Secretary Mayorkas is an abject failure, but it's not because of incompetence. I believe he has done this intentionally. I think these are intentional policy decisions that he's made, and I think there must be accountability for that. Secretary You're going to impeach the guy you need to negotiate with. Secretary Mayorkas is not a good faith negotiating partner. He is unwilling to enforce existing federal law. Why would we believe that he would do uh, any new provision. He's lied to Congress repeatedly. He's lied to me personally About under what? oath. He s- stood in front of my committee on multiple occasions and insisted that the border is closed and secure when everyone in America knows it's not true. Just amazing. Just amazing. We're being invaded and no one is man enough to do anything about it nobody's actually doing anything about it and republicans like they have for decades talk a good talk but when push comes to shove they don't actually do anything ever except for get us involved in iraq or afghanistan or spend astronomical sums of money or betray donald trump and persecute prosecute him or whatever as long as it's not actually fighting for what america wants and frankly i think we need to just bring the patriarchy back to this country Get a little bit of a hierarchy, respect men, have men be men, get our traditional culture back. There's a reason that trad wives are blowing up on social media, and it's not just because they're sexy. It's because we have a zeitgeist of a yearning for a better time. We want America to be like a Norman Rockwell painting again. I want to run clip 21 here in a second. It's Carl Benjamin talking about the patriarchy. We are yearning as a people for a better time. And people say, when was America so great? Why would we want to make America great again? When was it great? Trust me, it was. It was great when it catalyzed not just an Elon Musk, but every single industrialist that accomplished everything that we stand on, every shoulder that we stand on. Let's go ahead and run the clip while we have time. Men just do what women want. Why? Because they care about women and they want women to be happy and they want them to love them, right? Uh, And so... You can go back to, say, the Victorian era, and men used to treat women with an extreme amount of deference because the generations living then remembered a time when the world was a lot more difficult than people now remember it being. And so the physical inequality between men and women was um, emphasized because the world was a much more difficult place. And so men took a paternalistic and patriarchal view on how women should be treated. And women wanted men to take that. They wanted to be safe. They wanted to be provided for. They wanted to make sure their children were safe. And men did what they could. Um, now, men have won. They, you know, the, the fact we've got aeroplanes flying overhead and the fact that we're not about to be invaded is the victory of Western man. And then, for some reason, women decided, okay, well, I don't, I'm not afraid anymore. Uh, I want what you have. You don't do the things that we do. 
so you can't have what we have. Um, but men just want women to be happy. They want them to love them. They want their approval. And so if gaining women's approval means pretending women are equal to men or, you know, saying this, that, or the other, whatever it is, they'll do it. And it's completely taken men off of the throne that they sat on. And mm. this throne was never imposed by authority, actually. It was imposed by consent. And the second women withdrew their consent for the man to be on that throne, well, the, man, the, the throne collapses and the men are just standing around going, OK, well, I guess I'll just play video games and drink beer all day and smoke weed. And if you don't need me, I won't do anything. Because that's really the whole raison d'etre of being a man, just to be needed by someone else. And it's always been women. And until women understand that actually... They're kind of destroying men. Fascinating insight there from Carl Benjamin. Stick with us, folks. More news on the other side and then your calls. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. January 2024 is here, and that means up to 60% off at InfoWarsStore.com, free shipping and double Patriot points. This is one of the biggest deals of the year, and it supports the InfoWar. And we're selling out a lot of these products, and it'll be months and months till more are back in stock. Whether it's books, films, t-shirts, you name it, you need to go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and take advantage of this 2024 New Year's sale, double Patriot points, free shipping, and so much more. Get a copy of my book, Signed or Unsigned, The Great Awakening, The Plan to Defeat the Globalists, and Launch the Next Great Renaissance. And again, thank you so much for your amazing support in 2023. But 2024, as everybody knows, is the big year. So please support us and get great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And tell everybody you know and those you don't know, tune into the live show at InfoWars.com forward slash show. God bless, and we're going into 2024 together.